You are now tuned in to No One Watches Regular News No More, hosted by me, Kerry Bogor, and this is episode 33. Welcome back. This is episode 33. Um, I wanted to cover three quick stories. The first story is about Denzel Washington. All right, so this story comes out of Complex.com. Denzel Washington talks playing cops in movies. I have the utmost respect for what they do. My favorite role of Denzel of all time is Training Day. He plays Alonzo Harris, a dirty cop, a crooked cop, and he did a phenomenal job playing that role. You know, Denzel has played many roles. Um, another one of my favorite movies was Glory. Glory is a, another favorite. He uh, played Malcolm X. So uh, Equalizer 1 and 2. So he has played numerous roles, numerous characters over the years. And he has been around for a long time. One of the greatest actors, in my opinion, I, um, I have ever seen. He has played numerous roles. So Denzel has established that respect, that line of respect. And, and you cannot go so far to disrespect Denzel. Because of what he's done. A while ago, it it was a news story that came out that, that uh, Denzel intervened and actually helped assist officers in arresting a man. I think he was homeless. And this was on camera. Denzel Washington was right there talking with the man who was homeless. And, and he intervened. And Denzel played the Good Samaritan role he did his part he did not want to see the guy get harmed or hurt and he helped out even the officers that was being interviewed actually commended him and said that he did a good job being a a good samaritan so denzel has you have to give him that respect even if you disagree with what he say and how he says that you know his his opinion you cannot disagree uh you you cannot disrespect him. You know, so in this article, he does a, a interview with Yahoo Entertainment. And he emphasized his support for law enforcement and members of the military. Now, before I continue, um, when when it comes to firefighters, police officers. Men and women who serve in the military, they will always be honored and respected. Always. And it don't matter how you how you feel about it. They will always be honored and respected. Now, this is what he said. This is what Denzel Washington said in the interview. I have the utmost respect for what they do, for what our soldiers do, people that sacrifice their lives. Again, if you lay your life on the line for someone else, you will always be respected and honored. He said, I just don't care for people who put those kinds of people down. If it weren't. For them, we would not have the freedom to complain about what they do. He, he's absolutely right. And you have to respect them because Denzel is that guy. He has never been any in a scandal or arrested, involved in any mess. He's a respectable guy, a likable guy. So you have to respect them. Now, when I was online reading the comments, of course, people... Say well, all um, 
skin folk and kin folk. You know, he's a celebrity. I don't expect much from him. But people were very lenient on him. They didn't call him Uncle Tom, Coon, nothing. So it proves that when it comes to certain black celebrities that we respect and hold at a, at a very high place, we are not quick to pass judgment on them. This is Denzel Washington. A great man, has done great things, respectable, great image, a family man, married. So you have to give him that respect. He's not a cone, a sellout, a sellout or a Uncle Tom. He just voiced his opinion that's based on facts. If you don't understand, in the USA, the United States of America, soldiers, policemen and women, those who are firefighters, they will always be respected and honored because they laid their life on the line for other people. They are willing to sacrifice their own lives. And that's what Denzel said. I have the utmost respect for what they do for our soldiers. People that sacrifice their lives, he said. I just don't care for people who put th those kinds of people down. If it weren't for them, we would not have the freedom to complain about what they do. He is absolutely right. And if you don't understand, I can't help you. You have to understand in the USA, military, firefighters, police officers will always be respected and honored regardless of what you think. Even at the highest level, Joe Biden, the current president of the United States of America, he respects police officers, military, firefighters. The, the only way... The only reason why Joe Biden would even agree to any kind of reform with police, it is to satisfy the voters. Since he's in office, he no longer has to fulfill their promise. He can give them more money, more support, and that's what he's, he's going to do. When it comes to police officers, they will always be respected and honored because they laid their life on the line for someone else. They sacrificed their own lives. So Denzel Washington saying that he had the utmost respect for what they do. That's his opinion. That's his, his perspective. And he's not wrong. He is not an Uncle Tom a sellout, or a cone. He is a man that's to be respected. And when he passes away, he, you know, when he's not here anymore, he will always be known as one of the greatest actors to ever live. And you could never disrespect him. Never, in my opinion. All right, so this next story is about Alexandria um, Ocasio. Cortez, she is the New York um, representative, and this article comes out of New York Post. She reveals she's a survivor of sexual assault 
while discussing the Capitol riot. Now, I don't understand the comparison in the two. I understand that she felt um, afraid and uh, she didn't feel safe when these men entered the building. I get that. That's how you felt. But I don't think that's a fair comparison. Um, Seeing that whenever we had the inauguration happen, one thing that was expressed was unity in coming together. So I don't understand how does this bring people together when she's comparing her sexual assault, her being a survivor of sexual assault, and she's comparing that to the Capitol riot. Now, she did a, a Instagram uh, live video where she discussed this. And again, I don't agree with the comparison because, again, if you want us to come together and unify. How does this help? How can you help bring together people who are Democrats and who, who have a different perspective and ideas? How do you bring them together with Republicans, those who have a different idea, perspective? How do you get people together when you compare what happened at the Capitol building to your sexual assault? So in the article, it says the 31-year-old Democrat speaking to more than 100,000 people on Instagram Live describe what she went through during the Capitol riot and address suggestions from some Republicans that uh, um, Americans should move on from January 6th attack. The reason why I'm getting emotional in this moment is because these folks who tell us to move on, they are the, uh, the same tactics of abusers. This is what she said, but this is the exact same thing that Joe Biden said this is the exact same thing that was said during the inauguration. It's to just move on. Let's come together. Let's unify. But Alexandria is saying the opposite. The, the reason why I'm getting upset in this moment is because these folks who tell us to move on. These are the same tactics of abusers. This is what she said. I am a, a survivor of sexual assault, she continued. Her voice breaking, I haven't told many people that in my life. So how do you move on? How do you unify? And you're saying that we should not move on from what happened at, at the Capitol building. So this is what she said during her, her uh, live video. And this is the audio of it. Moment is because these folks who tell us to move on, that it's not a big deal, that we should forget what's happened, or even telling us to apologize, um, these are the same tactics of abusers. And um, I'm a survivor of sexual assault. Um, and I haven't told many people that in my life. Um, but when we go through trauma, trauma compounds on each other. And so whether you had a negligent or, you know, a neglectful parent, 
and or whether you had someone who was verbally abusive to you, um, whether you are a survivor of abuse, um, whether you experience any sort of trauma um, in your life, small to large, these episodes can compound on one another. There's no, you know, something really big happening to you and then you deal with it and then you move on and then when something else happens to you, you deal with that and then, when you, and then you move on. All of our experiences make us who we are. And, um, and that's also to say that most people live with trauma. And it's not to, and that doesn't even diminish, you know, any of the trauma that any one of us may have been through. Um, but it is to say that there is a community of so many people who can under. All right. So I disagree with her using her being sexually assaulted as the, the example in describing the people at the Capitol building in trying to move on from what happened on that day. I don't like the fact that she's using that as leverage as a leg up in trying to say that we cannot move on from this. Uh, these people must be hold, uh, held accountable. I agree. But I don't like the fact that she's using her story being assaulted as the reason, the example of her feeling some kind of way about what happened at the Capitol building. Now, she's getting emotional about it. She's, um, she didn't cry, but I don't like the fact that the Democrats, again, they constantly use these tactics of shaming you, guilting you, um, but on the same side, during the inauguration, they talked about unity. They talking about coming together. This does not help. I said it before, the Democratic Party has completely failed a lot of people. I don't really have a lot of faith and trust and hope in the Democratic Party. Um, I don't I don't even consider myself a Republican like that. But the Democratic Party just does not resonate with me. They They have no message. They don't appeal to me whatsoever. Because it contradicts what was said at the inauguration. You want to come together. You want to unify. But here it is. Mrs. Cortez makes a video and she gets emotional. Because she does not want to just move on from what happened. And she says this is the tactics of abusers. Okay, you just summed up the Democratic Party. And in very, very, in a very, um, what can I say is, is not direct, it's indirect. She just summed up what the Democratic Party does. The reason I'm getting upset in this moment is because these folks who tell us to move on, these are the same tactics of abusers. That's what the Democratic Party is doing. That's what the, they, they did at the inauguration. Let's come together, unify, and move on. That's exactly what they did. 
And that's exactly what the Democratic Party has been doing for years is they're the abusers, in my opinion. You tell us to just move on from this. Get over this. And she did the exact same thing. She used her her story as being a survivor of sexual assault. It should not be taken lightly. But you use that as a leg up is leverage. But it's the exact same thing what the Democratic parties do. I disagree with her using her story as being assaulted. A, a sexual assault survivor as a leg up is leverage as a way to kind of hold it over them. The Democratic Party, this is their, their, their tactics. This is what they do. Like she said, you know, this the tactics of abusers just move on. That's the exact same thing they did on Inauguration Day. Let's come together, let's unify, and forget that this happened. All right, so this is a trending story. Um, LeBron James and the Lakers beat the Hawks. Uh, this was last night. But he ends up getting getting heckled by a young woman. Now, they're calling her Courtside Karen. Now, Courtside Karen was sitting courtside with her husband. And I'm guessing him and LeBron James were, were having words going back and forth. Um, LeBron James said that he didn't really have an issue with it. He, he didn't really want them to be kicked out of the game. But the woman took it very personal. Um, it's sports. Men talk shit in sports all the time. It's all fun and games. Uh... There is no harm in that. But the woman jumped in when two men are having a conversation. And I hate the fact that this woman did this. If I had any advice to her husband, divorce this woman. She's going to get you hurt. She's going to get you hurt because she did not understand as, as a woman. This is a conversation between two men. You stay out of it. The only time you jump in is if I ask you your opinion. And then you give it to me. It's a conversation between two men. You stay out of it. So this is what um LeBron James said. And well, first let's hear what she said. And again, this this woman is very mouthy. Very mouthy. Uh in her opinion, she was trying to be on her husband's side. You know, I'm going to uh protect my man I'm going to make sure that you don't disrespect him and all that stuff look it's a conversation between between two men you stay out of it but this is what she said Listen, let me tell you, LeBron James looked at my husband during the game and cussed him out, and I stood up and I go, don't fucking talk to my husband. Talk to my husband one more time and I will fuck you up. And he started fighting with me, he goes, shut your mouth, dumb bitch. She said that she will fuck LeBron James up. He is, what, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, about 250. She, she has no idea that this, 
these are just two men talking shit to each other. It's it's not that serious. It's not that serious. You didn't have to intervene. If anything, you just emasculated your man. You made him look like he can't even fight his own battles. You felt the need to jump in and give your two cents. It's not that serious. It's just a NBA game. LeBron James is not going to fight this guy and beat him up. And she took it a step further. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm go- it's, they're just talking shit. They do it all the time. It's it's like in the NBA when, when guys have scuffles and they push and shove. It's not a big deal. You shut your fucking mouth, bitch. No, at the end of the day, that's, uh, I'm having fans are back in the building. I miss that interaction. I need that interaction. We as players need that interaction. I don't feel like it was warranted to be kicked out. Um, there was a, 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 you know, a back and forth between two grown men. A back and forth between two grown men. And which, uh, uh, and you know, we said our piece. He said his piece. I said my piece. And then when someone else jumped into it and, and said their piece. Um, she didn't have to jump in. It was not that serious. She made it seem like it's a big deal. If I was that guy, I would divorce her. But I, I think- because I'd be damned if you embarrass me like that on, on TV in front of LeBron James. He is the world's most popular athlete, and you're going to embarrass me in front of LeBron James. I would have cussed that woman out. If that was my wife, I would have cussed her out. We're just having fun, talking shit. He's, he's, he's LeBron James. He has won multiple NBA titles. You think a man talking shit to LeBron James is going to hurt him, going to phase him? Come on, man. Stop it. You know, she's been kicked out, um, but they might have had a couple of drinks maybe. And he even said that he don't feel like they should have got kicked out of the game. So in, in his mind, it's not that serious. But this woman took it a step further. And thought that she was taking up for her husband. She was embarrassing the guy. On TV. So now the whole world knows. Man your wife is too damn mouthy. She talked too damn much. You can't make her shut up. You can't embarrass me like that man. And they could have probably kept it going. And the game wouldn't have been about the game no more. So I think the referees did what they had to do. Um, and I, I mean. It's, it's fine. I don't, I don't think. Uh. You know, take it out of the mask or whatever the case may be at that point in time. You know, would have anybody but the people that was right next to her. I wasn't close enough to her. I don't think any of my teammates was close enough to him. Uh, maybe a couple of the refs, maybe. So I hope they're, I hope they're okay. Um, but, you know, safety first. Yeah. Hello, Brian. Um, and you look like you're about to ask me, uh, you, look, you look like you ran the fire <laughs> wrong. Well, it, it's just, it, it strikes me, it's, you know, as somebody, you, you've said all year, like, I want fans. I want. He likes the interaction of fans. In some cases, this this is what motivates players. Remember the game, um, I can't, uh, I think it was the New York Knicks against the Pacers, and it was Spike Lee. And I think his wife sitting courtside and they were talking shit to Reggie Miller the entire game. Reggie Miller torched them. And then afterwards, Reggie Miller went over to Spike Lee. Uh, he uh, made a gesture like a like they choked. 
And then, then Reggie Miller grabbed his nuts in front of his wife. And to this day, Spike Lee said um, that that he remembers that game that he that he regrets doing that to um, Reggie Miller. But Spike Lee's wife didn't intervene and jump in. This is a conversation between two men. You better not embarrass me like that. But this man's wife embarrasses him. And somehow she thinks that she's taking up for her husband. You you can't talk shit to my husband and I'll fuck you up. No, you won't. These are just two men having a conversation. It's not that serious. But here it is her again, talking again, running her mouth and just explaining what her side of the story. Courtside Karen. Um, she's just talking LeBron James looked at my husband during the game and cussed him out, and I stood up and I go, don't fucking talk to my husband. Talk to my husband one more time, and I will fuck you up. Don't talk to my husband. You talk to my husband one more time, I'll fuck you up. You just embarrass your husband. And he started fighting, and he goes, shut your mouth, dumb bitch. And I go, you shut your fucking mouth. I don't believe he uh, did. LeBron James called her a bitch. I don't believe that. So... I'm minding my own business, and Chris has been a Hawks fan forever. He's been watching the games for 10 years, whatever. He has this issue with LeBron. I don't have an issue with LeBron. I don't give a fuck about LeBron. Anyway, I'm minding my own business, drinking my wine, having fun. All of a sudden, LeBron says something to my husband, and I, and I see that. It's a complete contradiction. Listen to what she's saying. It makes no sense. She just verified that her, her husband... Has been a Hawks fan for 10 years. You know that he dislikes LeBron for whatever reason. She's minding her business. I'm quite sure that they done had a conversation before. She jumps in. It did not involve you. It was a conversation between two men. Why did you feel the need to jump in? Husband, talk to my husband one more time, and I will fuck you up. And he started fighting, and he goes, "Shut your mouth, dumb bitch!" And I go, "You shut your fucking mouth, bitch!" So I'm minding my own business, and Chris has been. She's minding her own business, and her husband, Chris, has been a a fan for ten years now. By the way, people were clowning her because she said she was twenty five. They swear they thought she was older than that a Hawks fan forever. He's been watching the games for 10 years, whatever. He has this issue with LeBron. I don't have an issue with She don't have an issue with LeBron. So what's the issue? LeBron, I don't give a fuck about LeBron. Anyway. She don't care about LeBron. Does not give a fuck about LeBron. I'm minding my own business. Minding her own business. Drinking my wine, having fun. Drinking her wine, having fun. All of a sudden, LeBron says something to my husband. And I, and I see this and I go... He's talking to your husband, not you. I stand up and go, don't fucking talk to my husband. And he looks at me and he goes, sit the fuck down, bitch. And I go, don't fucking call me a bitch. You sit the fuck At that moment, after the game, I said, look, bitch, I want a divorce. How dare you embarrass me in front of LeBron James? Out of all people, you embarrass me in front of 
LeBron James. She was minding her business, drinking her wine. Her husband was talking shit to LeBron James. She felt the need to jump in and intervene because she's going to protect her man. Fellas, don't you ever, ever, ever date or marry a woman that cannot keep her mouth closed, that could get you hurt because she does not understand this is a conversation between two grown men that does not involve you. Don't you get involved and say some stupid ass shit that could get me in trouble. In her mouth was the reason why they got thrown out, not the husband. They were doing just fine. Her mouth is the reason why her and her husband got tossed out. That's the reason. Even LeBron James agreed that he did not, he did not agree with them being thrown out of the game. But it was her mouth that got them thrown out the game. It was a conversation between LeBron James and her husband. That was it. It did not involve her. Thank you for being able to tune in and listen to my podcast, No One Watches Regular News No More, hosted by me, Kerry Bogar, and this was episode 33. Thank you.